From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the Executive Director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. April is Fair Housing Month, and in a town like McKeesport or like many of the towns up and down the Mon Valley where many people either are landlords or are tenants in rented properties, this issue of fair housing uh, is something that maybe needs a little bit of explanation. Our guests this week on the show are Jim Hawley. He's the executive director of the McKeesport Housing Corporation. Good morning, Jim. Hi, Jason. How are you? Good. You're going to have to lean into that microphone a little bit. You'll have to share and be real friendly. And uh, Angelia Christina, who is the fair housing officer for the city of McKeesport. Good morning, Angelia. Good morning, Jason. So tell me, first of all, there is an event uh, coming up on April 26th. I believe that's a Wednesday. And it is at the McKeesport Palisades. That's at 2 o'clock. And what will people learn about Fair Housing Month? Well, we're going to have Southwestern Pennsylvania Legal Services there to do a presentation about essentially all things fair housing, equal opportunity, fair lending, um, anything that you could think of. It's it's not going to be very formal. People can just come down, listen to what they want to listen to. The Palisades Event Center is, you know, donating snacks, so they can get get some snacks if they want them. So that's uh, April 26th at 2 o'clock until 4.30 at the uh, Palisades. It's a fair housing event. I think the first thing we're going to have to do, though, is define some of these terms. What what does fair housing mean? How does it impact tenants? How does it impact landlords? Because I think there's some confusion about what some of these things mean. And I think sometimes people get a little scared when they hear about fair housing or reasonable accommodations. Is that uh, accurate? It is absolutely accurate. People get very nervous when they hear about fair housing. We always say, you know, it's fair housing and equal opportunity, equal opportunity for housing, for economic, for, you know, lending, whatever that is. Um, You know, HUD is very interested in, in eliminating housing discrimination, but also promoting economic opportunity and, you know, at some point achieve inclusiveness for all races all ethnicities. You know. Yeah. So let's talk, first of all, what is fair housing? And I know it's a huge question, but... Honestly, HUD doesn't even really define okay. what fair housing is. HUD <clears throat> being the, the federal office of housing, housing and, and urban development. Mm-hmm, okay. Housing and urban development. Okay. They, you know, they give you a very sort of gray area, so they, they essentially leave it to everybody to define it for themselves. Um, but fair housing is being able to live where you want to live. Um, you know, as long as you can afford to live there, you should be able to live there. Uh, being able to go where you want to go, work where you want to work, um, not be harassed, you know, for any reason. And what are the protected reasons uh, that, that you cannot be discriminated against? Uh, race, color, religion, sex, national origin, or, I can't even talk, That's origin, okay. mm-hmm. disability, familial status. Um, and that means, you know, that there's children under the age of 18 present in the household. Okay, so wait a minute. So someone cannot refuse to rent to you just because you have kids. Right. Okay. They cannot. Okay. Um, they also cannot force you, if you're a single parent family and you have one boy and one girl child, they can't force you into a three-bedroom unit. Okay. They're, it's illegal. Okay. Uh, you can have a two-bedroom unit and your kids can share your a bedroom. Your kids can share a bedroom mm-hmm. like, like I did as a kid. Absolutely. Okay. The state of Pennsylvania protects um, individuals from age discrimination over the age of 40 and sexual orientation and gender identity. Veterans, I believe, are protected as well, are they not? You can't discriminate you for military service. Uh, whether you did or didn't, but military service isn't on the oh, okay. approved list. They have their own, um, you know, veterans okay. category. That, that's it. 
Those are all of our protected classes. So we're talking fair housing today. Our guests are from McKeesport Housing Corporation. Angelia Christina is the fair housing officer for the city of McKeesport, and Jim Hawley is the executive director. Jim, give us your phone number and the uh, website address. Well, our phone number is 412-664-7003. I'll give you our email address, Jason. It's mckhousing at gmail.com. Our website is not currently up. Okay. okay. So six six four seven zero zero three for fair housing questions, and also we'll talk about some of the other stuff that McKeesport Housing Corp does. But the email address is mckhousing at gmail dot com. Correct. Okay. So how does it, Angelia? How does the fair housing then? How does that impact tenants? Well, it impacts tenants in that when they're looking for a place to live, um, you know, it might be a single mom with four or five kids, and she's looking for you know a nice neighborhood for her kids. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes you get landlords who don't think that that single mom with four or five kids is going to be a good tenant, so they try to steer them in another direction. Um, you know, they the mother you know might want a certain apartment, and he no you you shouldn't you shouldn't rent that apartment. That apartment has too many stairs. You're you know it's dangerous for your kids. There might be lead paint. You know they'll use all kinds of things like that to try to either you know or they'll just flat out say the apartment that I told you you could come look at suddenly rented. Okay. and But that must be hard to prove sometimes, right? <laughs> it can be. Um, that's why agencies will do what's known as testing. Uh, they will have a person with a disability or um, a person, you know, a single mom with four or five kids. They'll have them, you know, call different landlords and just see how they're treated. Okay. And they'll, you know, they'll note and track how they're treated. Almost like a secret shopper it in a department store. almost like a store. secret shopper, right. Okay. Okay. Um, do, do these kind of questions come to you often? Fairly often. Um, more of what we get is landlord-tenant disputes that okay. we get, like actual fair housing, where there's you know evidence of discrimination that we can prove. Um, but a landlord-tenant dispute is more adjudicated by the local magistrate, correct? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. okay. Yeah, the, the city will you know do a little bit of an investigation. Um, you know, we're trying to make sure that we don't have bad landlords in McKeesport, which is essentially impossible, but that doesn't stop us from trying. Right. So, um, but that's more of a magistrate. Okay. But you, you are doing, if it's discrimination in terms of um, uh, some of the classes you said, race, age, gender, gender identity, whether or not they have children, whether or not they're married, um, national, national origin, origin, religion. Age. Okay. Okay. Angelia Christina uh, and Jim Hawley is our guest. They are from the McKeesport Housing Corp. We're talking about Fair Housing Month um, nationwide, but in the city of McKeesport on April 26th, there is going to be an event at the McKeesport Palisades. It is free. It is a free housing event where you can come down and ask questions if you are a landlord or a tenant about uh, what your rights are and what your responsibilities are. It's from 2 until 4.30. And uh, the telephone number for more information about the McKeesport Housing Corporation, which we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the other projects that they work on is 664-7003. Up until this point, we've been talking about um, how the tenants are protected. How are landlords protected? Well, you know, it's pretty basic that if you are fair and inclusive and, you know, you give everybody the same opportunity to look at your unit or get a loan or, you know, apply for a job, you, you don't have any problems. It's But there's a very fuzzy gray area, something as simple as putting an ad in the newspaper that says, I have a very small two-bedroom apartment suitable for two adults. 
that's a fair housing problem. It, there you used can't to, advertise like that. Th- there used to be, and I think the, the lawsuit, actually, the federal lawsuit that got these laws changed, I think actually started in Pittsburgh in the 60s or 70s, mm-hmm. where people would advertise in the paper, apartment for single woman, apartment for married couple, and that's against the law. It is. Okay. Or apartment, no children. That is against the law to that put an ad in the, in, in, in the paper like Unless that. it's a building, you know, specifically set aside for elderly folks over the age of 62. Oh, Those okay. That is a... That are exempted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, how, if you're a landlord or you're a property manager or a real estate agent, how do you educate yourself? How do you avoid stepping in some of these potholes? I always encourage everyone, you know, obviously if you're a businessman like a real estate agent or a landlord and you have a lot of properties, you should have a lawyer. But I, I encourage everyone... Just go to HUD.gov, the federal government's website for housing and urban development. They have an FHEO page, and you can find out anything you want to know about fair housing and equal opportunity on that, and you can read it in your own time. I I think this is one of those areas, though, and we're talking about Fair Housing Month. um, I think this is one of those opportunities or one of those places, though, where people get confused and they think, oh, this means I have to rent to anyone. No, you don't have to rent to anyone, but you have to have the same rules and the same application process for everyone. Okay. So if if you have a credit check, everyone has to go through the credit check. Exactly. If you have, you know, you say it's no smoking or no pets, those are categories that you legitimately can say. Yes, you can say no smoking, no pets. You can run a credit check. You can run a background check. Um, but it has to be applied fairly. It has to be applied fairly. You can't just run a background check on an African-American father right. that's trying to rent your unit and not a white father that's trying to rent your unit. Or a gay couple and or, not a straight couple. Exactly. Or a... Christian couple and not a Jewish couple or whatever. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, We're talking about Fair Housing Month, but um, we have to take a quick 30-second break. When we come back, I want to talk about uh, some of the other services that the McKeesport Housing Corporation provides. But uh, uh, it's so good to actually have both of you back. You were on, I think, about two years ago with us to talk about some of these issues. But this month, we're talking about Fair Housing Month. And uh, we're going to mention again that on the 26th, April 26th, at the McKeesport Palisades, there is a fair housing event where landlords and tenants can come down and ask questions about these housing issues. It's free. It is open to the public. It is from 2 until 4. We'll be back in 30 seconds here on Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 88.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel.com, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. Stay tuned. We're back in 30 seconds. Tube City Online has reached a critical point in our history where we need to raise money from the public to continue providing information both online and on the radio. If you can help by making a donation, we would very much appreciate it. Go to our website, TubeCityOnline.com, and click the Donate button. And thanks for supporting independent media in the Monioc area. And we're back. Our guests this morning are Angelina Christina and Jim Hawley from McKeesport Housing Corporation. It's Fair Housing Month all across the United States. But in the city of McKeesport on April 26th, there's going to be an event at the McKeesport Palisades uh, from 2 until 4.30 where landlords and tenants can come down and ask questions about fair housing regulations and what they mean to them. Um, Before we took the break, we were talking about um, ways that landlords can educate themselves, ways that tenants can educate themselves. Um, But let's be clear, uh, as as Angelia, I think you were pointing out, this is not this is not um, my landlord raised my rent or this is not the tenant uh, messed up the apartment. Now they want their security deposit back. That's for the local magistrate. That is for the local magistrate. Yes. Okay, but a lot of those calls do come to you as the fair housing officer in the city. Though There have been my landlord raised my rent and didn't raise anybody else's rent. And then that starts to become sort of a fuzzy gray area. Why did your landlord raise your rent? Okay. 
Did they raise your rent because your wheelchair is digging up the walls? Yeah, they can't do that. Okay. Um, you know, did they raise your rent because they just don't like you? Yeah, can't do that. Um, did they raise your rent because they put new windows and wallpaper and carpet in? Exactly. That they might be able to do. Okay. Um, let's talk about for the McKeesport Housing Corporation. Jim, tell us, uh, what is the McKeesport Housing Corporation, first of all? Uh, we're uh, a nonprofit organization that uh, was formed in 1985 with the mission of uh, sustaining uh, the housing stock of the city of McKeesport okay. and improving the housing stock as well. <laughs> what, uh, explain for people how it differs, because I know this is, this is one of your pet peeves, and it's probably one of their pet peeves over at the Housing Authority, too. How does it differ from the McKeesport Housing Authority? Well, I, I don't think it's as much a problem for them because they're not listed in the white pages. Okay. They are. But uh, we get, believe me, everybody on staff probably knows the housing authority's number by heart because people call us all the time looking for the housing authority. The housing authority owns the uh, public housing right. complexes, Crawford right. Village, Harrison Village, Isbra Manor, Steelview Towers. Right. That's, Those they, that's they own the rental properties. And, and that's not what we do. Okay. What do you what what uh, do you do? Well, basically what uh, our our main function at this point in time is uh, and has been uh, since 1985 is we run an owner-occupied rehab program in the city of McKeesport. Um, it's, it's available to uh, low- to moderate-income homeowners. Um, that means uh, a family uh, making 80% or below of the area median, median income. Okay. That changes from year to year. Um, I don't have the exact numbers with me right now, Jason, but I would, I would say a family of four... Uh, 80% is around $55,000 right now, Okay, I believe. Okay. Uh, and the idea is to keep people in their homes. Well, keep people in their homes. So, um, it, you know, we're required to uh, ensure the, the home is code compliant and f- free from the hazards of lead-based paint when the project's finished. Uh, people that are low to moderate income sometimes have a difficult time with the big ticket items on their on their homes, like the roof replacements, window replacements, that sort of thing. Um, we've really made an effort to try to get the, include those if necessary in, in the projects that we do. Uh, but, uh, you know, we have a limited budget for each project, so there's only so much we can get done and meet all the uh, thresholds we have to meet mm-hmm. at the end of the job. So, uh, where does that funding come from? Does it come uh, from federal government, county, state? It's mostly federal funding. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, the city of McKeesport's in a home consortium with Penn Hills in Allegheny County where uh, home improvement partnership uh, program funds uh, come through the county. The county manages that program. Uh, we operate for the city the owner-occupied rehab program, so they just... Uh, deal directly with us on the home funds. We also use some CDBG funds from the city of McKeesport. So community development block grant, that's Correct. what that acronym Correct. means. That's okay. what that means. And uh, there are some private funds that we have, but they're very limited. Um, very, very limited. From so, from businesses or foundations or? From us. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's that's why I said, you know, the that, that sort of a situation is not very much a big portion of our budget at all. Um, usually we only use it when absolutely necessary to try to help somebody out. Like bridge a gap that you yeah, know, they're almost there, there and they just need a little push. There may be a change order on a project, okay. a small change order that we have to fund. Uh, well, we have a little bit of money that we can use. 
uh, but it's mostly uh, federal dollars in all these projects. Jim Hawley is executive director of the McKeesport Housing uh, Corporation, and Angelia Christina is the fair housing officer for the city of McKeesport, also works for the Housing Corp. Uh, their number is 664 for folks who live within the city of McKeesport and uh, have either uh, questions about um, owner-occupied, uh, having an owner-occupied house rehabbed or retrofitted, uh, or questions about fair housing if they are a landlord or a tenant. What are some of the problems, for instance, that someone would come to the Housing Corp to have rectified? Someone needs a wheelchair ramp, let's say, something like that? We have done accessibility modifications, yeah. um, but it's mostly uh, the home rehabilitation. And, and it's mostly people that, you know, we get lots of calls, Jason, uh, you know, my roof's leaking. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we can't consider that an emergency project. Uh, we take the applications in the order they're received. Okay. So, you know, your roof's going to last you 20 20 to 30 years, um, you know, if you're getting close to that and you can't afford to replace your roof yourself and you may qualify for our program, it behooves you to get your application in because yeah. uh, we act on the applications in the order they're received. Uh, we make no exceptions unless there is a true emergency situation. What are some other besides a, a roof replacement or a roof repair that uh, the housing corp would help with? Well, the basic home rehabilitation so if you uh you know maybe your kitchen countertops are worn to the point where they're not really functional yeah. anymore we can replace them or your you know we we there are a lot of homes that we go into that have not been maintained for years and years sure so uh you know the windows the 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 doors need replaced they have the old wood doors old wood windows some even have the old aluminum replacement windows that were installed in the 50s 40 years ago yeah so, uh, and they're not very energy efficient, so okay. that can help you, although we are not a weatherization I was going to say, we've had Lou Ethel Nesbitt on from Action Housing to talk about uh, improving people's energy efficiency and their, their weatherization, but that's not necessarily the focus of the housing corp. No, we, we don't, uh, you know, that's not our goal. No, okay. but we do encourage our clients when they go through our program to also apply for the weatherization program. Okay. And yeah. we've done things together. Um, Lou to Ethel Sends them to our way, too. <laughs> yeah, I, fig I figured that. I figured that. Uh, 664 area code 412, is the number for the Housing Corp. Their email address is mckhousing at gmail.com. We're talking about Fair Housing Month, and we're talking about the McKeesport Housing Corporation and some of the work that they do. We have one more 30-second uh, uh, break to take. When we come back, I want to ask you what are some common problems that uh, you see in the city of McKeesport. We have a lot of older homes, a lot of houses from pre-World War II uh, in this area, and uh, especially like lead paint, which uh, the Allegheny County uh, has a push on right now for lead paint abatement, okay? Okay. We'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKeesport area and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email tubecitytiger at gmail.com.
Facebook.com. And we're back for a final few minutes. Our guests this week are Angelia Christina and Jim Hai. They're from the McKeesport Housing Corporation. We are talking about Fair Housing Month on April 26th, which I believe is a Wednesday. There's going to be an event at the McKeesport Palisades to discuss fair housing issues and how, if you are a landlord or a tenant, they might uh, affect you. It's open to everybody. It is free. It starts at 2 o'clock. Um, you can, I don't know if there's more information. Probably on the mayor's Facebook page, if you go to City McKeesport Mayor's Office uh, Facebook page, uh, or if you go to McKeesport-PA.gov, you can probably get more information up there. If you want more information on the McKeesport Housing Corporation and how they can help uh, people with fair housing issues and also help people with owner-occupied homes, so you live in your home, you're in the city of McKeesport, and you need some repairs or some upgrades, you can find out more by calling them at 412-664-7003 or emailing mckhousing at gmail.com. Jim, before we took the break, you were talking about some of the things that um, the Housing Corporation has helped people, residents of home. You don't help rental properties. Uh, Not currently, Jim. Okay. Um, How many houses a year? Does it fluctuate? Does it vary? We've been averaging between 12 and 15. So better than one a month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, the, the bulk of the work gets done between March and November mm-hmm. when the weather's better. So the winter months are a little bit slow as far as the construction part of this, this scenario, but we get our preliminary stuff done in the, in the winter for the first few projects of the year. In the past, you've also built some houses, too. Yeah. The, there are two, two major housing developments, I would say, for the city of McKeesport, major ho- housing mm-hmm. developments. Uh, there was a 19-home development um, up on off of Jenny Lynn on the old Menzie Dairy site mm-hmm. uh, that was called Riverview Estates. And then uh, we partnered with the uh, Keysport Neighborhood, Neighborhood Initiative a few years back and uh, constructed uh, seven homes on the old reservoir site in the 7th Ward and uh, three others off-site in the same neighborhood. Uh, so, And then there have been other construction projects over the years on scattered sites, but those were the two majors. And the funding, though, for those kinds of things has kind of dried up, is my understanding, for those new new housing developments. Well, what it is is there's so much competition. You know, years ago, there was so much out there, foundation money mm-hmm. and federal funds, state funds that went into those projects, but uh, not so much anymore. And uh, so now, you know, you're in competition just in our little area with action housing and uh, Mont Valley Initiative yep. for every dollar, um, as far as a construction project might be, um, you know. Not to mention, you know, when the the Federal Home Loan Bank, it's even gets mm-hmm. there's even more competition for their dollars these days. Sure. So, uh, yeah, it is a little, lot more difficult. But you know, I, I th- think our main mission has always been to try to sustain the housing stock. I mean, adding to and improving the housing stock is still part of our mission, but. You know, we have so much old housing in this town that needs addressed. Uh, and, and the unfortunate thing is the the money's not what it used to be for that either. Right. Uh, you know, we've been fortunate the last few years. We've been probably had between um, three and three or four hundred thousand dollars a year worth of home improvements that have been done probably for the last three or four years in a row. Uh, but each year the, the funding gets decreased. The, the most recent... Uh, uh, home allocation was about one hundred and sixty nine thousand dollars doesn 't go real far no it that takes care of about five homes, maybe five and a half homes so what are with with a with a house with, with a town like McKeesport that has a lot of older homes, a lot of houses that were built before World War II or right after World War II, what are some common problems you run into 
uh, I think that uh, you know it, it, they're not all. Everyone's different. Yeah. Uh, because you know homes have been maintained to different degrees over the years, and uh, you know you you may have a, a a jewel of a house that's you know built in the 1920s. But you walk into one that was built in the 50s that needs more work than we can afford Hasn't to do. Hasn't been touched since it was built. Yeah. So, yeah. so I don't think that there's any any common thread mm-hmm. among the old housing. Uh, but I'm thinking you you mentioned like uh, windows that uh, are 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 past their best. I'm thinking well, lead paint, for instance, well, in, the, in most lead, of the older houses. Lead is definitely one of the issues that we are uh, we have to address on these projects. Uh, we do lead testing. Uh, pre-project to determine what lead hazards do exist. Uh, the contractors that do the uh, construction on the projects are required to be certified to remediate the lead, and uh, there is a clearance testing at the end of the project to assure that the, it is done correctly. And that Le- the house is left in safe condition. I was going to say, lead, lead, having lead paint in most older houses do are somewhere because lead paint was not banned, I think, in the United States till what, 1978? 1978. Uh, mid-50s, the okay. paint company started to voluntarily regulate the amount of lead they put in their paint. Okay. So if you get a house that was built in the mid-50s, chances are you're not going to find a whole lot of lead, maybe on the outside a little bit. Okay. Um, but anything before that... It, it's pretty ubiquitous. You does can it, find does, it everywhere. doesn't mean the house has to be condemned or that you can't live in it, but there are things that have to be done to, to keep, like, kids safe, especially. Absolutely. The mm-hmm. number one thing to do to keep your kids safe is clean your house. Okay. Well, then I, that's why we don't have kids, because neither one of us likes to clean the house. <laughs> it's, it's lead dust that typically poisons children. They don't necessarily have to eat a paint chip. Well, I, but the Allegheny County Health Department has had a, and, and um, Allegheny County Economic Development, I saw, or have a million-dollar uh, fund right now put aside to try to well, fix they, some of these lead paint problems. They received a $3.4 million okay. dollar grant. Uh, they were awarded last June. Uh, I, in fact, the, uh, their their program coordinator uh, was in town with us last week um, and indicated to me that it, it would be up and running in the next week or two. Uh, that, you know, you asked me about rental housing. Yeah. There is a possibility there for um, maybe landlords to lease remediate the lead in their, um, in their properties there. Uh, there are certain uh, conditions they're going to have to meet as far as the, um, the tenant's income and um, there's probably going to have to be children involved in the unit uh, but it's not a, it's not a joke I mean we made, I made a little joke there about yeah. not keeping the house clean but kids can end up with serious um, envir- uh, developmental difficulties oh, mental yes. health problems uh, learning disabilities um, from absorbing that lead dust uh, especially when they're very small mm-hmm. yes okay so this is not something to, to mess around with and that is something that if you own your house in the city of McKeesport, and you think you might have a lead paint problem, that is something that you can call the Housing Corp and get help with. Sure. Yes. Okay. Um, it's, it's, you, you mentioned the fact that funding for a lot of these things is drying up, and I don't want to get political. We only have a couple minutes left, but the, the, the federal budget that was, has been proposed by uh, the Trump administration, a lot of these programs would be zeroed out. Now, different congressmen and senators are saying this budget's not going to pass, but the funding has dried up. Is, is there any other avenue? Give me, a, give me some hopefulness. Uh, can, can people help the McKeesport Housing Corporation? Can they make a donation? What can well, they do? Certainly. Uh, we are a nonprofit uh, corporation, so uh, you can make a... Uh, a donation to us, uh, not a 
tax attorney. So consult, yeah, consult, your, consult your attorney. Consult for, your attorney. To, or your to, tax advisor, yeah. To, to determine whether that is a tax-deductible donation. Money doesn't fix all these problems, but it sure, certainly makes uh, things would make things a little bit brighter for some, some more homeowners maybe every year. As you said, it's a first-come, first-served thing. It is, and... and you know, it's it's just been you know like I like I said before back in the '80s and '90s, uh, the federal government and everybody else was involved in this stuff and and all on board with supporting these types of programs. But you know, priorities change. Um, you know, you get different sorts of administrations and 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 you know the makeup of Congress changes sure. too, which makes a big deal. It's not necessarily the president. Republicans uh, or Democrats, uh, it's, no, and, it's and, yeah, and you know, mayors priority. change, yeah, and you know, city administrators change, local government Pro- changes, so. so that makes a difference too. So uh, we are out of time. Uh, our guests uh, this morning have been Jim Hoy and Angelia Christina. Jim, you have one more thing to say? Yeah, there's been somebody sitting behind us all this time. Yeah. Erin Lawrence, she's our administrative assistant. I just wanted to let everybody know that, that she, she's here and she's fantastic. And if you call us. <laughs> And if you call us, she's probably the one that you're going to talk to first. Okay. So, so. say hi, Aaron. Hi. Uh, I thought she was going to say hi, Aaron. Uh, Jim, Angelia, thank you so much for taking some time. Thank you, Jason. Thanks for having us, Jason. And thank you all for listening to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 88.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel.com, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.